grace and peace in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or a first-time visitor, whether you are joining us from home or are here in our sanctuary, it is a joy to be able to worship with all of you this day. As a reminder to those of you who have not been with us in person yet, I will remove my mask, and so will uh, Pastor Jack and our pastoral intern Molly Ramsey, when we will be speaking today. But I will be putting it back on at, when I am done talking. And so we are asking all of you to keep your masks on, fully covering your nose as well as your mouths for the entire time we are here at MPC. Today we will continue our journey into Scripture, exploring the unexpectedness of our God. God is always at work in unexpected ways, through unexpected people, unexpected circumstances, and often pushing the boundaries of what we've come to expect in this world. As we continue to journey as God's people through an unexpected season, let us open our hearts more fully to the one in whom we live, move, and have our being. Let us worship God together. Please turn to your bulletin and join me in our responsive call to worship. Come, all who thirst, come to the water. You who long for the water of life, come and drink. Dip your soul in the river of God's goodness. Quench your thirst at God's well of grace. For God is here among us, offering living water to all who would drink. Let us worship God together. When we stand in the holy presence of God, God knows even before we stand that we have not always lived according to the will of God. Let us acknowledge who we are and ask our ever-present Lord to forgive us. Let us pray together the prayer of confession as found in your bulletin. God of mercy, Hear the prayers of your thirsting people. We live in a world full of your miracles, but we often attribute them to our hands alone. Time and again you show us your presence and love, yet we often turn to our own way when your response does not come soon enough or in the way we expect for the many opportunities to extend forgiveness that we have refused, show us what it means to love again, dear Lord. For our sins and our indifference, forgive us, loving one, and quench our thirst with your grace. Remake us into the vessels of your tenderness and your compassion for Christ's sake and the sake of the world.
hear the good news of the gospel. Because of God's great love for us, we have peace with God and receive God's abundant gift of grace, the living water that quenches the dryness of our souls. And so, friends, let us rest in the assurance of God's love and proclaim the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Though we are not singing today during our worship, let us listen and reflect on the words of the Gloria Patri as we welcome the gift of God's grace. Well, hello there, young friends. Hello there, Grace. Hello there, young friends at heart. It is great to be able to be with all of you and to speak to you again. Um, I wanted to show you something that I've brought with me, and it's a box. This box is pretty special. I've been talking to uh, a lot of the Sunday school teachers, and, and we've been pretty sad because we haven't been able to have Sunday school in the building. And so what we decided to do instead, to show you how much we love you, to show you how much God loves you, is that even though we can't gather together, we wanted to send you Sunday school to your home. So the Sunday school teachers got together and they put together these boxes of all the stuff that we would do in Sunday school and they dropped them off at your houses. And so I wanted to show you what was in them. It's a lot of fun stuff. We have in here a lot of fun stuff that I already went through, so it's out of order. We have a cool magnet that you can put on your fridge, and it has the Bible verse. So that way, every time you go in to get a snack in the fridge, you can remember the Bible verse and repeat it. We also have some very nice prayers. We have prayers for bedtime, and we have prayers for dinner time that you can say with your family so that way you can remember that God is with you and that the Sunday school teachers are thinking of you. And we have cool crafts. We have crafts that also have instructions for parents. So that way uh, parents can help and older siblings can help uh, Sunday school kids do the craft and be creative and see the way God is creative in our lives. And the final thing that's in the box is we have these Bibles, which is everybody's favorite thing. Everybody loves Bibles. And the great thing about this Bible is that it has pictures. So we sent you a Bible verse that you can remember and a Bible passage that you can read in this cool Bible. 
So, I really like this box, and one of my favorite things about it is that you're gonna get another one this month. We've just turned into the month of October, and the Sunday school teachers have gotten together, they're gonna get together, and send another one for you, and we'll have them each month. So that way you can remember that God loves you, and also that the Sunday school teachers love you, even though we're not able to be together, okay? So be on the lookout for those boxes, and uh, we'll let you know, okay? Would, can you please pray with me? Repeat after me. Dear God, we thank you for boxes and Sunday school teachers and for your love. And we pray that you help us remember and share your love with the world. Amen. Until next time, young friends. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Exodus 17, verses 1 through 7. As we prepare our hearts to hear God's word, let us pray once more. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. A reading from Exodus. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages, as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt? To kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled 
and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to let you in on a little secret. And this is a Bible secret, so pay close attention. Scooch to the edge of your seat. Tune your ears to what I have to say. When someone asks the question, is God with us? The answer is always yes. Now that may not seem like a secret, and it may seem obvious to some. But this question appears many times in the Bible, and you'd be surprised by how hard it is to remember the answer. Take our scripture passage for today as an example. We are in the book of Exodus, and the Israelites have escaped Egypt. They have left behind slavery and are headed into the promised land. Their hearts are full with hope, and their heads are filled with dreams of milk and honey. But the problem is that they have not reached the promised land yet, and instead are stuck in the middle of the desert without any water. So the Israelites ask Moses for help. Now I think the Israelites can get a bad reputation in our text for today, they can often be the poster children for doubting God or not having enough faith for the journey ahead. When we think of Exodus and Israelites, an image often comes to mind of the people worshiping a golden calf at the bottom of Mount Sinai while Moses is up in the clouds writing down God's given language in the Ten Commandments. And in our text for today, when the Israelites ask Moses for water, he guilts them for not trusting God. But that doesn't seem to be fair. The Israelites are just doing the math. The Bible records hundreds of thousands of Israelites made the Exodus journey, which is over hundreds of miles long. They had a lot that they had to prepare for. And if they were anything like Presbyterians, they would break down hundreds of thousands of people and hundreds of miles of terrain into various committees and subcommittees. So that way they would have everything under control. The Committee on Theology would record and report out updates on God's word being revealed to Moses, dutifully taking down minutes of laws and sayings. The Committee on Fellowship would make sure to have social outings planned, as well as coverage of the snack table for after prayers, for you need to be able to have some fun even when you're on a journey. And then we, re the, we reach our committee on provisions. They meet in their typical tent with everyone's unassigned but known seating arrangement. The moderator calls a quorum and asks for an update on travel. Someone pipes up and says, 500 miles to go, moderator. Good, the moderator replies. How about the water? Someone go and fetch and see how much we have left. And some poor soul 
goes to get it, and this is all that they have left. One small cup. They ran out of water in the, in the middle of the desert. The Israelites were just doing the math. They had over hundreds of thousands of miles and hundreds, they had over hundreds of miles and hundreds of thousands of people. And this is the water that they had left. It is only human to wonder how you are going to get out of a situation you are not prepared for. It is okay to ask the question, is God with us? But we know that the answer is always yes. Our text for today tells us that God is in fact with the Israelites. While the Israelites were counting the last drops of water, God was there. While Moses was hiding from the anger of the thirsty crowd, God was there too. For God is the God of the Exodus, the one who observes the misery of God's people, the one who hears their cry, who knows their suffering, the one who delivers them. God hears, God shows up, God leads. And that's exactly what happens in our text for today. God takes Moses aside and says, Moses, take your staff, the staff that you shook against Pharaoh and the staff that parted the waters and brought my people out of slavery. Take your staff and go up to that mountain called Horeb, the mountain which means wilderness. I want you to strike wilderness with your staff and bring forth water so my people can drink. And with this water that comes out of the wilderness, I will quench their thirst. I will be there when you do this. I will be there, leading my people from death to life. Whenever somebody asks the question, is God with us? The answer is always yes. Now, the Israelites are not the only ones who are thirsty today. I have to admit, I am also thirsty. And I'm not thirsty for water. No, I am thirsty for the year 2021. And by a couple of chuckles, I can imagine that I am not the only one who is thirsty for 2021. I've heard a lot of people talk about the year 2021. A lot of hope resides in 2021. A lot of escape resides in 2021. And for me, it actually started all the way back in February when we had a staff meeting where we celebrated a couple of staff members' birthdays. I was one of those lucky people who has a birthday that falls in between January and April. And it was a very nice staff get-together up in the conference room. Diane brought a cake, a picture was taken, and Rachel asked all the birthday folk, what are you looking forward to in your next year of life? And when Rachel asked that question, I knew exactly what my birthday wish was for this year. I wished 
for nothing. And by that I mean nothing exciting. I was looking forward to a normal year of life. I was looking forward to not having to move like I had the previous nine years. I was looking forward to not having a major life transition like getting married or graduating or starting a new job. I was looking forward to normalcy. And I got 2020. And I think I may have jinxed everyone with my birthday wish. I think it is safe to say that those of us who are seeking normalcy are not getting it in the year 2020. 2020 is the year of the election, the year of the pandemic, the year of personal adversity. But I should be fair. I don't think it is necessarily 2020's fault, for it is only a numerical year after all. I think if 2020 was a person, it probably would have gone to court and changed its name by now. It might have even moved away to an island somewhere until everything blew over. I think 2020 itself is thirsty for 2021. And I think we are all a little thirsty for 2021. Thirsty for removal of whatever problem we are going through. Ready to take a break. Looking for some help looking around and doing the math and realizing we might not have been prepared for this journey. And that's why another year is so appealing, because it is not now. Now feels a little overwhelming. So we cling to before or the future, anything that is not now. Now kind of feels like a desert without water. It begs the question, Is God with us this year? There's that question again. We're standing in our desert of 2020, looking for water, looking for answers and support, wishing we could just skip to the future, might as well just start over next year. Is God with us this year anyway? Well, we already know the answer. We already know that God is the one who observes the misery of God's people. The one who hears their cry, who knows their suffering, the one who delivers them. We know that God hears, that God shows up, that God leads. We know that whenever the math does not add up, whenever we are yearning for any time that is not our time, whenever someone asks the question, is God even with us this year? The answer is always yes. So God hears your disdain for the current state of our country's politics following the debate on Tuesday and your concern for the country with the president in the hospital. God hears your prayers for a vaccine and an end to this pandemic. God knows just how hard your week, your month, your year has been. And God gently raises your eyes and speaks to your soul, reminding you that we follow someone who made a living in dealing with hatred and division someone who went out of his way 
to spend time with the sick. Someone who said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. And God doesn't stop there. God takes your hand and opens your Bible to the pages where Christ and his followers, along with the prophets and the scribes before him, where they all proclaim God's word of love and reconciliation. God reminds you that you have a community to discern that proclamation with, a community to support, a community to be supported by. And then God points out the window, out the door, to a computer screen, to a world that desperately needs your heart, your heart that has been touched by God, your heart that knows Jesus Christ, your heart that has been replenished with the waters of the Spirit. And God says, go. My world needs you. My world needs your heart. My world needs your love, your patience, and your righteous action. For I hear you asking me if I am with you this year. And the answer is always yes. Let it be so. Amen. Trusting in God's grace and confident that God is with us. Let us affirm our faith through the words of a brief statement of faith, a confession of the Presbyterian Church USA. Together, let us state what we believe. In sovereign love, God created the world good and makes everyone equally in God's image. The God of Abraham and Sarah chose a covenant people to bless all families of the earth. Hearing their cry, God delivered the children of Israel from the house of bondage. The same spirit who inspired the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through scripture, engages us through the word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, and calls women and men to all ministries of the church. With believers in every time and place, we rejoice that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. My friends, for the next few minutes, we are going to sit in God's presence and take some time to reflect on the words of the hymn as they are printed in your bulletin as a response to the word read and proclaimed today. Because we cannot yet sing safely together and because we are a congregation worshiping in the sanctuary and in our homes, this is an opportunity for us to be connected by God's presence in this place 
and in all places where we are worshiping today. It is a time to set aside, a time to rest in the gift of God's Sabbath, a time to reflect on the goodness and grace of God that can be found in the most unexpected of places. So for the next few minutes, let us open our hearts and our minds to the gift of God's presence. Let us come unto God in prayer. Lifting up to God who is ever present the thoughts of our hearts and our minds. Let us pray. Our thoughts and impressions run far and deep as we gather in this time of worship this morning. 
We call upon you, O God, to hear the thoughts of our hearts and minds. We give thanks for your presence each and every day, each and every moment, each and every second. And ask that you continue to be with us each and every day as we go about our labor, as we go about our work, as we go about life. This day, O God, we pray the healing presence of the Holy Spirit, that it will be with all people suffering with illness and disease. We hold up to you this day President Trump and Melania, his wife, and millions of people around the world who have been infected by the coronavirus. We know, O oh God, that illness and death is a part of life. But we also know how scary each and every day can be. And we pray in all humility the power of your Spirit to be with us to bring comfort. We come to thank you for the generosity and all the things that we enjoy in your name, O oh God. We know that people are underfed, ill-clothed, ill-housed, sick. There are people who have been burnt out of their homes and flooded out of their houses of worship. For most of us, we give thanks that starvation, unclean water, illness, and homelessness is a stranger. Help us to be with all our brothers and sisters who live with great distress and who are weary. Protect them from the natural world that might destroy them. Protect them from people with power and wealth whose abundance and selfishness causes them to forget the suffering of those in need. Be with each one of us, even in our weariness, as we try to meet the challenge to keep ourselves healthy and to aid others. And forgive our grumbling when our stomachs aren't completely full, when we can't afford the latest fashion even though our closets are full, or when we complain that our homes are too hot or too cold. Be with us, O oh God, when we crave miracles. And in those times, strengthen our faith and lead us back to gratitude for life and salvation. Be with us, O oh God, and meet us with challenge. Stir us to act as we are able in your name, that others in the world may know the love and power of the Christ we have met and whom we serve. 
We pray your presence with us this day, O God, a day of world communion. While we cannot gather around this table, make us ever aware that the absence of the table in front of us does not subtract from your presence in our lives. And it does not diminish the grace that you have provided by the life, death, and resurrection of your son, Jesus. His name and power goes throughout the world where there ever there is a gathering and communion in his name. We also give thanks for all the gifts received for the peace and global witness special offering. Extend your peace to us, O Christ, that we might build places of kindness and generosity, reconciliation and compassion. May our gifts join our voices in blessing all of creation with your justice and peace at all times and in all ways. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, no matter where we are or what we are going through, we know that God is always with us. So let us go out into the world being God's people, doing God's work with God at our side. And as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those whom you're called to love, this day and forevermore. And our people say, Amen. Thank you.